Hello, and welcome to the Global Luxury Real Estate Mastermind with me, your host, Michael Valdez. Today's guest, oh my God, you guys are going to love this guy. Someone who I've wanted to have on the show for a while. This man is the managing director of Avenues Realty. He is a marketing genius. Wait until we break this down. He's got almost 400,000 followers on TikTok. It is amazing. Alexander Zakarian, welcome to the show. How are you, brother? Thank you, Michael. Thanks for having me. All good. How you been? I've been fantastic. And, you know, we have a lot of mutual friends in common. I've been wanting to have you on the show for a while. Somehow the scheduling got mixed up, but here you are, and I'm so happy. <laughs> Thank you so much. Very happy to be with you. Absolutely. So let's start from the beginning. Tell me how you got started in real estate. It's a, it's a long story, so I ended up in You've got time. <laughs> good, good, good. <laughs> sounds good, sounds good. Uh, well, I'm an immigrant. I came from, from Russia, um, you know, outside of the U.S. Uh, and, you know, New York was always on my radar, radar. I always wanted to go there. And unlike many other people who would come to New York, you know, like having a job offer or like knowing someone, having your, I don't know, family, brothers, cousins, whatever, I came here without having any of those. And wow. the reason for me to go to New York was just to end up in New York because I love the city. I've been wow. here before for a few times. Back then, I was working full-time in oil and gas back in my home country in Russia, uh, basically doing sales for oil and gas. But I, I knew nothing about real estate. I knew nothing about, almost nothing about media. Uh, I think I got an idea of how to market stuff because I was selling you know commodities like oil and gas sure. compare it with real estate it's very similar i mean it's completely different but it's very similar the way you need to find the clients and of course identify the need and kind of deliver it to the market right but the business was completely different so i ended up in manhattan and i think it was pretty much my first week i i somehow uh you know uh, landed this opportunity in in the company where it's avenues real estate i still work with the same companies the same company wow. Started. Uh, I know, so it's basically a friend of mine who, who knew a girl who was employed in this company. And he was like, you know what? She's as crazy as you because she came <laughs> to just like you without knowing anyone, no prospects, nothing. And she went to work and looks like she's doing fine, but whatever, you guys should get in touch. We got in touch. She arranged an interview with me. I got interviewed by my uh, team leader. Uh, and that's how it all started. You know, that that's amazing. First of all, I I love Russia. I've been to Russia many, many times. I have many, many Russian friends. I know you're from St. Petersburg, which is actually one of my most favorite cities in the world. For those of you that don't know it, I mean, it is literally Venice. It is gorgeous. And I, I love it. But you know what's interesting, Alexander? You know, I'm, I'm the son of an immigrant as well. And it's really interesting because I think that there's a, a, a certain sort of like mentality, right? That sort of like clicks where it's almost like success is what is, is there's no option. You just have to succeed because there's no plan B, right? So the energy and that sort of like going without a safety net is really what I've sort of seen as a common denominator of like, you know, the, the honor that I've had of really interviewing a lot of people on the show that were immigrants or sons of immigrants, it seems to be a common denominator. It's, 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 think, it's, if you think about it, it's crazy because just like you said, there is no plan B, there is no contingency plan, right? So yeah. I, it's how mentality and the brain works. Even like back home, I mean, like in Russia, I would have a lot of choices, right? And yeah. even though I would always try to work hard and succeed and do my best, uh, you know, back then I would be like, okay, if this thing doesn't work out, probably I can do a bunch of other things, 
right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, as opposed to, you know, coming here and starting from scratch and exactly just like you said, like you have to, you have to make it work. But also like the other thing is that you don't know a lot of things and you don't know a lot of people, right? So, you know, as opposed to your home country where you grew up, you know, like your school buddies or college friends, yeah. you know, there's always someone who can always assist you with getting an interview or an opportunity and stuff, right? Especially, you know, you take higher, uh, you know, industries like oil and gas, for instance, there is a harder entry level because you have to know someone who knows someone. Right. And then it's hard to know someone if you're not from there, right? So, and applying it here in New York, Manhattan, I mean, it's a lot of opportunities. I know, like, for instance, getting a real estate license and, and, and work in real estate, it's even easier than getting a taxi driving license, right? <laughs> exactly. Faster. That's why you come here. I don't know. I mean, you know numbers better than I do. I think we have roughly 40,000, like, active licenses. Yeah. Active licenses in New York alone. And we probably have... 80,000 licenses, like active and not active, it's just like someone sure. got a license and works occasionally. So competition is intense because it's so much easier to get into real estate here than, you know, uh, get, getting anything else. You know, it makes your story so much more fascinating. It really does. The fact that you knew no one. You came to this country from Russia, zero. You came into the most competitive real estate market in the United <laughs> States, just to sort of make it a little bit more fun for you. Yeah, so yeah. Let's... I did not know it back then. I mean, right. <laughs> Surprise, right? Surprise. <laughs> yeah. All right. So now let's talk about the fact of, of marketing. Let, let's, let's keep TikTok on the side for a second. Okay, How sure. important do you think marketing is for someone and you're probably the most perfect person to answer this question because you literally knew no one no one that's true tell me about marketing and what that plays in the role of a real estate agent marketing is everything why because we don't create the product we're not competing in terms of you know our car is faster or our phone yeah. has better memory right we're pretty much like we are biased towards the product, right? We can sell anything you can, or rent, right? Because I'm sure, uh, you know, part of your audience, some people rent apartments, some people sell apartments, yep. right? Essentially, it boils down to doing the same thing. It's, I think it's all the same. So I feel like marketing, it's, it really reflects like your personality. And when I started out in my company, you know, Avenues Real Estate was called GGB back then. It's the same company now, just Avenues Real Estate, different name. Uh, my principal broker, Itai Gamlieli, he told me like, Alex, you don't sell Samsung or Apple. You don't have to compete. Like say, if you sell Apple, you would be competing with Samsung. Yep. And people Samsung would be say, oh, you know, maybe operational system is better. Maybe camera is better. And you will say, yeah, yeah, yeah. But our ecosystem is better and we have more applications. You don't have to say that. What you have to do is like sell yourself and explain to your client that like, I'm happy with any choice you make as long as you make this choice with me and you know you, you, you stick to me basically. That's the only reason how you do that by marketing yourself. So when I was starting out, I was very restricted in terms of the tools because first of all, you know, social media, like, uh, I mean, we had Instagram back then, we didn't have TikTok back then, right? Right. But also, you know, with this thing with Zillow, Street Easy, that's the platform everybody uses in New York, of right? So, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You need to have an exclusive listing to legally post your stuff there. Imagine you're an agent. Maybe some agents look at listening to you right now. Like you just started out, right? You, you know, you do it maybe even part-time. A lot of newly 
time in agents that do it part-time. Maybe you, I don't know, at night you drive Uber to pay your bills and during the day you try to make a deal done, right? And uh, you, you don't have any exclusive. No one knows you, right? What you do? So I had the same question before. I started posting on Craigslist. Believe it or not, the platform has been around for like 100 years. Uh, I think that you don't even change the website. It just works, right? From the 90s to 2000, 2015, 2021 now. I haven't checked it recently, but I'm sure it's the, it's the same working platform, right? Yeah. Very nice. Right, like done with hammer, as we say back home, but it worked. So Craigslist was free to post for a while. Then they started to charge, but like back then it was free. And then I'm like, okay, where else can I post my apartments? And it's all the same platforms. They look exactly the same. Craigslist, Randhop, apartments.com, and then marketing place from Facebook came along. I just started doing all that stuff. But then the drawback is that, first of all, you need to post hundreds of ads because right. they need to be seen, right? Like right. say, for instance, Michael is on the market for a penthouse apartment next to Central Park. Well, Michael's going to look for the apartments, maybe on Craigslist, we don't know, but maybe we assume. So we're going to explode it there and like blast Craigslist. And I will make sure that I will have like 100 different ads of the same apartment, hoping that Michael will see my listing, my, my right. address. And then the other the other uh, you know drawback of that apart from like a lot of hours that you need to put is that you advertise the apartment you're not advertising yourself you advertise the apartment and so if the person comes our main idea back when I was starting was I will meet three people per day like three people roughly right and I will show them different apartments which were not even mine it's an open market like in New York you have open market and you have exclusive market and of course as a new new agent you start with with the with the, with the open market so apartment is not yours. But if right. you rent it, you have a chance to get your commission, right? So the idea was like, I will meet with three people or more per day. And then my team leader said, listen, like Alex, the closing rate is, uh, you know, you close one in eight. You close one in eight. So like if you meet eight people in, in a month, you're going to close a deal per month. If you meet them in two, three days, you will close a deal in two, three days. I'm like, cool, I'll try to meet them all in one day and maybe even more, right? So you kind of accelerate. So that was the basic marketing tool back then, right? And also, you know, my, my team leader, Tigran, he told me like, also make sure that people know you, like your entourage, yes. people on your Facebook, people in Instagram, the easiest thing, and I always tell it to my agents, the easiest thing is just make sure they know what you do. Like say you've been in photography before, right? And you still do, you know, photography as a side hustle or maybe sure. just your hobby but you're a full-time real estate agent, right? So make sure that it doesn't say, you know, I take cool pictures or I'm a professional camera guy or girl. Just say that I'm in real estate. And then you can also mention that you do photography. So people- You know what we always say is don't be a secret agent, right? Don't be a secret let, agent. Unless right, you- People know what you do. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah absolutely. absolutely. It's sort of like your ambition is amazing. What you just said, when someone yeah. sort of said your closing rate is one in eight, and yes. if you speak to eight people in a month, you'll close one. And yes. you sort of said, what if I do that in a day? And yes. so that was sort of like, that just sort of shows where you were and what your ambition was, which is really so admirable. But now take me to TikTok, where we are now. You're, you're, I just checked your account. You're just at about 400,000 followers, which is extraordinary. That's extraordinary. How, how did you do that? It's uh, that's not a long story, but thank God we'll have time, right? We have time. <laughs> this one's an important one. <laughs> um, yeah, TikTok started in the beginning of 2020, right before the pandemic, right? Yeah. So 
And then when, when COVID happened and all the brokers stopped working, I was trying to figure out what to do next. I remember I was sitting here in my home office as well and like reading a book uh, that was like Saturday. Uh, we went on the lockdown uh, March 16th. Yep. So March, March 20th, 21st, that was the weekend. And I was thinking like, what the heck are we doing next? Because nobody knew what it would last, right? Nobody yeah. knew how long it would last. No one knew how long, right. no, no one knew what's next. Right. Yeah, the panic, we were panic stricken, like right. everybody, right? So, and I was thinking like, I mean, you know, it's nice to do what we did, but will the business be the same? Because, and, and we, we didn't know. And so back then at the same weekend, I'm receiving a message from one of my clients. Um, I helped them to find an apartment. They rented an apartment. They rented it for 24 months, two years. Both of them got fired from the work. You know, wow. um, I mean, one got fired, the other one, we call it furloughed, right? Temporal, yeah, furloughed, yes. Yeah, temporarily grounded. Yeah. And, I mean, the rent just, just started, they rented it a few months ago and they went wow. to Georgia, right? And there's like, Alex, what do we do? Because we pay obscene amount of money every sure. month for the next 20 months, whatever, to almost two years. And I'm like, listen, hypothetically, we can put it on the market now and, and we can rent it. And someone will start the lease from scratch. You'll be off the hook. You don't have to have this headache, whatever. I know you guys in Georgia, let me try to handle it. And I was like, uh, I honestly don't know what we're gonna do with the whole situation. But I think the first step is putting on the market and figure out the strategy. And yeah. they're like, sure. I went there inside next, next day, uh, did a tour, posted it on TikTok. Posted it everywhere, essentially, but on TikTok. And then just killed it in the next two days. I rented this apartment. And also, since no one was showing the building, it's uh, one of the Upper East Side big yeah. door buildings on 87th Street. Since no one was showing it, including the agent who was in charge, I basically rented four more apartments like this because the interest was big. I wow. think a lot of people moved because it was like a regular, it's expensive, but one bedroom apartment. Sure. A lot of people moving, like downsizing, basically moving from two bedrooms or luxurious super luxurious buildings to just a little bit less luxurious building to save a few thousand per month absolutely was on fire so with, with the social media tiktok but also you know instagram and everything else but tiktok played a big part in that we rented five apartments in two days paperwork took longer than the process of renting the apartment yeah yeah uh, like okay so if that works if it looks like people do rent apartments they make these decisions based on what they've seen on TikTok, sometimes sight unseen, sometimes they still want to show up. Building yeah. yeah, some people were like, sure, like I'll just sign the lease. And like a couple of guys were like, yeah, but I need to see it first. That's right. fine, we'll accommodate. But um, yeah, if people do make those decisions to rent an apartment on TikTok, I was like, just post more TikToks. That's it. That's and amazing. that's how it started. <laughs> wow. So that, so how long did it take you to get to literally 400,000 followers it seems like a little over a year then right yeah, yeah yeah so you know just like most stuff in life it's not it's not linear it's not going this way but it rather goes this way and then all of a sudden it explodes yes but maybe yeah. it explodes a few times like this right yeah yeah so it took me maybe from the beginning of 2020 to the end of 2020 to build my first i want to say 60,000 60 70,000 followers wow. something like this it took Took almost a year to build that base um and it was enough you know uh, michael basically i would post good deals and it didn't even have to be 
super viral. Like I posted, I remember by the Christmas time, I posted this one landlord in, in West Village. There was an apartment, like duplex apartment. You have outdoor space. You have first yeah. floor and basement floor. You have a, a, a fireplace, two bathrooms, washer and drying unit. It's relatively spacious, great location. I mean, it's yeah. next to uh, Dan, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, this is top restaurant, um, Dante. It's the top, was voted as one of the best restaurants in the world, I think, and the, right next to this apartment. Wow. So I posted it on TikTok. I think it went, you know, like we have gross prices and net prices, like gross yeah, prices, yeah, yeah. Pay, net prices like a three months, whatever, included, yeah, yeah. shrinks the price. So I posted as a net price, of course, openly saying that, you know, you got, you got three months, whatever. And the price was insane. Was it like 3,500 or something like this? You can move in with your friend, with your partner, technically. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's a lot of space. I posted it. We got uh, not exactly viral, maybe like one hundred thousand views in the first couple of days. That's not a bad view. <laughs> it's good. It's good. But yeah. the, leads, the leads just poured in, man. Leads coming all night. Next day, I'm waking up. I'm like, okay, there's these guys that want to see that. I'm like, all right, let's arrange. I arranged five different people to see this apartment. That's amazing. Four of them applied by the same night. Four out of five applied. I'm saying because I told them, listen, guys. You need to be the first one to apply and yeah applies first we'll send it to the landlord and and let's see how it goes right uh, i love it and without even warning four of them send me full paperwork same day <laughs> before That's christmas crazy. Like, this is what 87 percent conversion rate something like this I'm you certain. have found an amazing uh, amazing sort of niche because you're so good at it you know it comes back to the hundreds of ads you used to do at craigslist yeah. Oh, yeah. Now it's it's the TikTok is what you're doing, <laughs> sure, doing sure. by just keeping on posting with the consistency, right? And yeah. your your net results are much larger because your audience is larger. Yeah. But I want to talk to you about that. So let's talk about like technology and like a post-pandemic world, right? So we went through like what you were talking about and what was available to you in the very beginning, like Craigslist and other things where you just started and figured out how do I do this? Now you have TikTok and other mediums. How do you sort of see technology playing into the industry overall in a post-pandemic world? Technology is going to be more and more and more important the way I feel, yeah. the way make all the decisions, including buying real estate, including buying cars, you know, furniture, so everything. I was I was in China last time in 2016. I you know I was doing my summer classes, you know uh, Chinese classes and stuff. That was like after after college, but basically before I came here, right? Yeah. And I noticed that people in China they would buy everything online. Sometimes what I'm seeing that I witnessed a guy. I mean, with fairness, we need to say that you know he just sold his company, he cashed out, he was enjoying himself. But yeah. but so there are a lot of people like that. I've seen himself, uh, myself, like the guy buying a car, Maserati car online and having it delivered like in the next few days, whatever. Yep. Like, oh my God, I haven't really seen people making that decisions online. I mean, I would assume that probably you need to go to the car dealership and I don't know. Listen, I've, I bought my car online in an hour. Okay. For my when I, for my place in Miami. I wanted to, you know, I needed a car in Miami. I literally bought it in an hour. And I was actually on a business trip. I went online, I bought the car, I knew what I wanted. It was okay. delivered by the time I came back to Miami to my front door. My God, you see, you're ahead of time. <laughs> <laughs> 
And, and you see, and did you have any regrets? Was the car great? No, are you kidding? I loved it. Oh, wow, you see, it was perfect. That, that's amazing. That it's perfect. So you bought a car, you got it delivered, you saved your time. Now you enjoy yeah. the product, right? So I think the same thing would work more and more and more with real estate purchases or 100%. other stuff, right? So we notice that people do make the decisions on renting apartments uh, on TikTok. But the challenge for me was pretty much this year when we started growing the audience, I was thinking like, do you think people can buy apartments based on TikTok? Let's say, let's say, let's say like they see the apartment and they love the apartment. Do you think that alone would be enough for them to reach out to you as an agent and say, you know, like Michael, Alex, I've seen your TikTok, seen this apartment. Can you show me this apartment? I'm yeah. interested in and I started testing it out and I started posting more high-end properties and more apartments for sale. And of course, it's a kind of like, it's a cash 22 situation in a way, because as a real estate agent, like, you know, uh, guys that are listening to you now, I'm sure, like you want to make sure that you have a cash flow. For cash flow, right. for, for fast cash flow, you need a lot of rental apartments, you know, a, a lot of rental deals. Right. When you start, absolutely, yes. Start, exactly. And then once you transition to sale, the challenge with sale and every single new agent, not even new, you can be in business for like four years, three years, you still puzzle how you do it. How you transition to like sale, sale clients, where you yeah. get sale clients, how you make your first sale and how long you have to wait for the money after the first sale, right? And there's no precise answers. Like sure. sometimes one of your ex-rental clients might reach out to you and say, Michael, you rented me an apartment five years ago. Now I'm ready to buy. Right? Absolutely. Sometimes out of the blue, they might come and like, I love this apartment. I want to buy it now. Sometimes, sometimes they see you on TikTok. Sometimes they see you on TikTok. And then we started testing it out. And little by little, some of the people, they started reaching out to us. And for me, the breakthrough was when I sold an apartment to a 20-year-old, early 20s girl. Uh, you know, it's a, it was a funny thing. She reached out to me. I posted this one of the apartments on 130 William Street. It's a big window, like arched windows. Yep. Beautiful building. I'm a big fan Actually of know the building. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyways, uh, and then I posted one of their apartments and it was beautiful and it just skyrocketed on, on Instagram. I remember we were just moving the day from one open house to the other open house on my way in Uber in the car with, with a bunch of other real estate agents from my company. I just literally posted this stuff, used the music that I loved, you know, shot it. And next day we got almost 1 million, uh, you know, views. And I got around five buyers, like leads. That's amazing. Five buyers. I leads. love that. Yeah. And then, you know, some of them didn't stick around, but this girl, there was this girl. So she was basically looking for the apartment. She liked Fidei. She lives in New York, originally from Atlanta. So yeah. her, her mom was buying the apartment and mom was pretty much paying the bill. But the decision had to be done by the girl. And she did her decision based on TikTok. And she's Gen Z. I mean, so I'm absolutely. Yeah, I'm considered as a millennial myself, right? So Gen Z would be a little younger. So yeah. Gen Z and millennials, there are similarities. Probably there are some differences, but I find- They can still speak the same language. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she bought the department and I was like- that's, hey. I love that story. So tell me this, you've probably answered a few of this already. So someone coming in new to the industry, right? Yes. What would be three pieces of advice you would give that person? First thing, make sure you can commit full time and you can just jump in. It goes back to what you said, Michael, about having plan A, plan B. You don't need plan B. You just need a really nice plan A, something that you can and stick to it. That's and right. Do it and give it time. 
99% of the agents who focus full-time, they make it. And 99% of the agents, they have to drop, right? So focus full-time, wholeheartedly, just go into it. My second advice would be like, apply your personality. Stop it when, stop you think is your drawback, right? Something that's holding you back might actually be your strength. It's, it's that, that's, that's for sure. It's what makes you unique. Makes you unique, exactly. So that will be second piece. And third, it's probably be creative, man. Just be creative with marketing, be creative with anything. No one will tell you there's no roadmap. Like we don't know. I'm always thinking what's going to kick our, kick our butts next time. Like today's TikTok, right? Okay, what's next? YouTube Shorts, Instagram Reels, augmented right. reality. Augmented reality, it's the next big thing for real estate. Oh, yes. Yeah, so virtual oh, yeah. course, what's going to be the next thing that we might be applying now and listening to everybody saying like, no sayers saying, no, 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 it's not going to work, but we apply it now. So it, exp- it will explode next year, maybe. Sure. You know? So technology and marketing, that's, that's another big thing. I love that. So tell me what the greatest lesson you've learned in your career thus far. Oh, so many. So, uh, <laughs> um, in real estate, right? Anything uh, you want to tell me? Anything. Uh, you know, maybe two things, really. Uh, first, like in real estate, uh, you always hear from, you know, team leaders and brokers and real estate agents, something like... Um, it has to do with control, even though I don't like the word control, but like my principal broker told me, you know, you have clients, everybody is different. Everybody wants different stuff. And then they come to you and, you know, they might use you for a while, which is fine. I mean, you know, we, in a way we're here to use these real estate agents, but you know I me mean? like, you need to make sure that you're in control of these relations because, and what it means really, it means like, say someone saying, you know what, I need an apartment by tomorrow. I want this, this and that send me a few options that you have, let me know. And then they disappear and they talk to other 10 brokers, right? Right. Being in control means not like you, you're in control and like you're a boss of these relations, but being in control means you reach out to this person and say, listen, your situation is complicated. I need to know more details so I can help you and save your time. And also I need to talk to you and meet you in person. You can tell me what type of apartments you like before we would move forward because I want to save your time, right? And also I want to know your situation, how we can get you approved. Or if you buy an apartment, you're probably a, a busy person, right? So why don't we just meet? You tell me about your dreams, about your lifestyle and everything else. And then we'll move forward and get you the best apartment in faster amount of time. So you kind of like, you're in control of these relations now because you set out the plan but the plan is meant for the client. The plan helps them, but you're being in control. So as opposed it, to you like running as a headless chicken, kind yep. of getting all the clients and stuff, you know, that's that was a valuable thing that I learned here in real it's estate. It's always what we sort of say, especially on this show, is that, you know, the idea is to become the trusted advisor, trusted right? Advisor. To be having a seat at the table for that client because it's not, you don't want to be a transactional broker, right? Yeah. You want to be a generational broker. You want to make sure that those people are, are also saying, I, you know, you got to use Alex when it's their kids or their parents yeah. or whatever it is. And yeah. sort of say, this is an advisor. It's that that shift in the mind of an agent is what changes uh-huh. careers. Exactly. That's that's exactly uh, not to be a transactional broker, but generational broker. I, I love right. it. Love it, Michael. And the second piece of advice, maybe 
I've heard it actually from one of your guests from before, Rodolfo Delgado. He, to he told me that, I think he learned it from his parents as well because they're like, you know, big successful family. Yeah. Um, he told me never base your decision on the circumstances. And I'll give you an example, like say you got a, a referral and client went to work with you and you thought that since it's a referral, it's a 100% closed deal, but then some yeah. things didn't work out well. Right. Maybe a partner you showed are not exactly the stuff. Maybe your personality as a broker is different. Maybe, maybe the circumstances changed and they're not buying it anymore, but they're kind of embarrassed to tell you because they spend a right. lot of time. So they, they kind of want to like isolate for a while. That happens not often, like conversion rate is high. Like we, we try to do it, you know, we close more and more and more clients. But if it happens, it's not like you, you need to say, oh, you know, it's a bad client, I need to call them and tell them what I'm thinking about them, or like, I'm a bad broker, I need to change the way I work, or maybe quit my job, sure. right? You just kind of learn and you see like, okay, what can I learn from this situation? Maybe here I could do something better. Maybe here I should have done that way or should have done this way, yeah. you know? Um, and then you learn, but you don't make your decision based on circumstances. It's like, if something doesn't work out today, doesn't mean it's not gonna work out like next Monday, whatever, right? Exactly. Your decision exactly. could be long term. So probably the same with like real estate agents. Like if if you have a listening, like listen, uh, if real estate agents are listening to you right now, Michael, maybe they want to say, you know what, I haven't been doing deals for the past two months, which is fine when you start out, especially even when you continue. But when you start out, it's fine not to have deals for a while because yeah. you just don't know what to work. And then don't be discouraged in terms of, oh, you know what, I've done one deal in two months means I need to wait for the other two months. Deals are not coming linear. Like the That's right. Yeah. And then once you sold your apartment or rented your apartment or whatever, uh, just repeat the successful action because you know now how to scale up. So if the, I'll give you an example. I was starting out on the Upper East Side. I was always renting $3,000 one bedroom apartments. That was my, that was my thing. I, I know the landlord. I knew the um, type of clients would be coming. It would always be young couple. They're just moving in together for the first time, probably right. from college or been working for a while, young. You know, I, I knew why they're moving in. I knew what they wanted and a new perfect apartment and landlord who has plenty of apartments like this. So I, I was riding this wave. I was just like renting it. And my first year, probably most of my money, most of my business would be coming from Upper East, one bedroom, this particular landlord. Yep. So. The reason I was doing it because I knew how to to scale it up. So I knew how to instead of one apartment to rent maybe three apartments per week, just because I knew the inventory, I knew how it worked, I knew the process. I was there, and then of course another challenge came after a while. I'm like, what do I do if I want something more than renting three apartments per week? What if I want to something more exactly. than thousand dollars? What if I want to work with thirty thousand dollars clients? Right? That was right. another thing. But before you become a bottleneck, you need to at least repeat some successful actions. So it's the network effect, right? You just sort of like said it earlier when it took you a year to get to 60,000 followers and then a few months to get to 400,000 followers, right? Because those 60,000 are sharing what you're doing. So the first part of that is how difficult it was, right? So, you know, it's, it's sort of like, you know, very humbly, this show has now, it started out by being, by being released in five countries and now we're released in over 90 countries. And wow. so that just happened just because we just keep doing what you're doing, consistency, right? And it's that network effect that happens where we're now at 12 million impressions, which boggles my mind. It's sort of like, and, and what I love is that I started this show during the pandemic as well, because I used to mentor a lot of folks. 
And so the idea was, how do I continue to get a message out to help others? And it's yeah. like, let me just go interview my friends around the world. And that's what's actually really worked. So it's what you're talking about is really that network effect. And I really love Michael, like the guests, they from the kind of similar, but from different walks of life, similar in the way they approach life and, and yeah. go, things like this. When I was listening to it, I got lost. I got carried away for a few hours because like I really, I was- Oh, really you're so cool. kind. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I love- Now people will be doing that with this interview with you because of your sort of advice that you've given <laughs> people. So I've got one final question for you, Alex. So in your book of life, yes. what is this chapter called? And why? Uh, it's a deep philosophical question. Uh, <laughs> I'm reading the new, uh, new, uh, new book of Will Smith, just released yeah. a couple of weeks ago, and all the chapters are called with one word, you know, like will, adventure, behavior. Yeah. So he does that. For me now, it's like at this stage, it's, uh, it's hard to say. Probably, uh, uh, you know, like most of my life, I was learning stuff, right? I was doing yep. stuff, but I was also learning stuff. Now I feel like we're really growing fast and like managing the growth sometimes, that's that's another challenge. Maybe we can really call this chapter exploding in the good sense, like, okay. like, like growing, because just like you said, you know, a few weeks ago you had 200,000 followers. Now it's almost 400,000 followers, means it's doubling very fast your mentality needs to explode in a good way as well, because you need to know, right. approach all these new challenges, right? How you can help out more people, how you can help out to more people who are looking for apartment or something else, right? So we, I guess we can call it exploding, even to the point when a couple of weeks ago, I was like, everybody is asking, not a couple of weeks, a few months ago, but it, it happened a couple of weeks ago. Everybody was like asking, what do you do on TikTok to, to do what you do? Like, cause people want yeah. to know. And I'm like, I was talking to my team and I'm like, guys, uh, you know, everybody's asking how we do what we do on TikTok, how we achieve the following and how we rent and sell apartments, how we can like maybe help them faster because it's like you answer DM, DM from Instagram, but then you only have that many hours per day. Of course. Yeah. And they're like, Alex, why wouldn't we just like come up with a sort of like guidelines, like a manual little book and we just like start spreading. Like it. Maybe it's going to help. So we'll launch the book as well, how to rent and sell properties successfully with the help of TikTok. And we just like, basically whoever wants we send the link, you know, they can check the book. But they is basically, yeah, we're trying to explode and help to as many people as possible, you know, while, while making sure that we understand what's happening. Because that's, that's the challenge. Success can, can, can catch you uh, off guard pretty much. It, so. it certainly can, right? And, and, and that's a great lesson. Success can catch you off guard, you know, yeah. and you have to be prepared for it. Yeah, just less like you, Michael. You have to probably translate your podcast soon to a bunch of other languages. <laughs> yes, we, we do it in three languages at the moment. Three languages. So have English? Yes, yes. English, Spanish, and uh, I believe it's Portuguese. Nice. So yes. Russian is coming, I'm sure. That's you know what? We have we actually have a really large Russian uh, clientele. It's sort of like in our top five countries. So, wow. uh, so you'll, you'll, you'll have a lot of followers from your home country. <laughs> thank you. I love it. I love oh it. my gosh. Well, Alex, thank you so much for I, being on this show. I'm so glad that I got to meet you. I'm looking forward to meeting you in person. Uh, it would be really a lot of fun. And thank you so much for being so candid and for sharing so much of what your success has been. 
Thanks, Michael. It's my pleasure and my honor to be with you today. Thank oh, you thank so you, my friend. And thank <laughs> you for all of you for listening. This has been the Global Luxury Real Estate Mastermind with me, your host, Michael Valdez.